0: It's time for a Humans in Tune conversation with Darren on 93.9 Mike
1: FM. Hello, 93.9 Mike FM Facebook friends. We are here today with Christina Kay for a Humans in Tune segment. She is the proprietor of the Book Boss Academy. Some would say you are the Book Boss. But, Christina, welcome to the virtual studio here with 93.9 Mike FM.
0: Hi there. Thanks for having me.
1: It's great to have you. And I appreciate you being able to reschedule. I know we had some some gremlins in the technology last week when we were supposed to chat. And so I'm glad you were able to oh, respond. and quick because like, everybody's off today, but we're going to chat today about some stuff. For me, this is kind of exciting because I grew up the son of an English teacher and, uh, I've got a you know, it's, it's the perpetual. If you're a family guy fan of, uh, of Brian, the dog and Stewie and Stewie's like, how's that book coming, Brian? Are, are, are we on the second chapter yet? Mm-hmm, how's it going? And like, I started a book and there it sits. And, uh, you know, some people have, everybody's got a story to tell, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's what I think I love about humanity is that everybody's got a story to tell. And a lot of people want to get that motivation to start telling their story or telling a story or whatever type of genre book that uh, they're going to read. Um, mm-hmm. You do a lot of services for authors. And mm-hmm. let's talk briefly about some of the services you do. And then I just, I want people to get to know you. Uh, and okay. find out why you're passionate about this.
0: Works for me. Yeah. So I, uh, I'm i an author coach and a book editor. Those are my two. I started working in the industry as a book editor and then kind of gradually segued into author coaching for the last 12 years. Didn't know that's what I was doing, but I was. Um, and then I when I started to or I decided to quit my legal career, I was in the legal field for 22 years. OK. Burned out. I mean burned out of the <laughs> film, and uh I knew I was turning forty at the time I'm a little past that now, but at the time I was turning forty, and I was like, I cannot do this twenty some more years, so I decided to well what if I took my side hustle of working with authors and coaching and editing and kind of took it full time, maybe. And I did. So I spent the next two years kind of learning the business of being a business owner and gathering a team and whatnot. In January, 2020, I launched Book Boss Academy and have become a full-time coach. And I couldn't let go of the editing because it's kind of where my heart is too. So right. we kind of do both.
1: Okay. Um,
0: that Those are the main services. And then under that, we have other things that are not quite services, but like uh, online courses and blogs and all the things like that that are more accessible.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and I know, um, you know, you're on TikTok. You've got a great TikTok channel. I love your personality. You are just fun to watch. Oh, uh, thank you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you know the value of that, that rapid feed, social media, instant gratification kind of thing. And and as a promotional thing for anybody, it's great. But, you know, you've used that to to kind of redirect things. And, and I love being kind of a grammar uh, stickler myself. You know, you see those folks that will have some English, you know, and it was you know, that mispronunciations or whatever. Exactly. That's doing. Yeah. Uh, that stuff's always a lot of fun. Um, yeah,
0: it is fun. I have a, I have a good time on TikTok. And, and what's so funny about that is, you know, if you went back three years, I would say, and you told me, Christina, you're going to be a, quote, viral TikTok person, and you're going to be going live talking to hundreds of people every day of the week. I would have laughed in your face <laughs> yeah right? And I might've taken some physical harm. I don't know because I just, it was so not me three years ago, but I just kind of faked it until I made it Mm -hmm. in the beginning. And now I do. I love it. I love every bit of it. My TikTok group is just a great group of authors and people. So yeah, they make it fun really, honestly, as much as I have anything to do with it.
1: That's absolutely a big part of it. Yeah. And, and uh, having a group of people that regularly follow and, and you, I mean, you take that input to heart too. When people are like, Oh, you know, I've got an idea of something you could try for your show or for your, you know, whatever, however you want to call it. And, and yeah, you get that, that feedback. It's kind of fun to see how that evolves you as, as a person on the other end of the camera. Right.
0: I'll tell you one thing, one little anecdotal story. If I may, I, the first and only time you probably, and you could dig and find this if you really felt like it. The first time anybody probably ever saw me cry publicly and maybe ever was on a TikTok live. And it was because of that. It was feedback from my tiktok followers and you you wouldn't think you would get all emotional at this age in life but i was rambling about who knows what and talking talking and i hadn't been looking at my comments and then i did and my followers were chatting amongst themselves and they were telling each other how great christina is and how she's been so inspirational and i i couldn't i couldn't breathe i it was the first time in my life i'd ever heard third party just unsolicited feedback and uh-huh. it's not, i'm not saying that to like well, promo. Like i'm just being saying on a
1: fly in a room where people are being nice to you yes it's pretty awesome
0: it was i i started crying i was like y'all just got me you got mm-hmm. me and it, it but it really the reason i tell that is not self-promo the reason is uh-huh. to say that's how much i feel about them as well like they are great and supportive I can list 20 off the top of my head. They're there every time I go mm-hmm. live and it's just, it's a great community. So that's awesome. But talking author talk in general is just a great community.
1: Well, yeah, I, I do a Facebook live uh, Monday and Friday mornings on my rock station morning show. And it's the same kind of thing. There's this great community of people in uh, it's this group called socially distant fest that fired up because mm-hmm. of obvious reasons in COVID time. Yeah. But you know, and yeah, it's the same kind of deal. and And to know, it's a group of friends. You get to hang out with your friends and catch a lot of new people and inform them and mm-hmm. do all that cool stuff. So, you know, here, so here you're embracing that, you know, and, uh, you found yourself making this monumental change in your career as far as the dedication to do it. Right. Cause that's the thing you're stepping off the pier. Now I have to actually go out here and swim or drown. And, uh, and that's worked well for you. And so here you are. So what, thinking back to what got you kind of on this track as a side hustle, even, what what is it? Was it had something all you you've always been passionate about or?
0: No, funny enough, it you know where you know where I was actually headed. I never let me backtrack for one second. Most of my clients and authors that I talk to, and you may I don't know if you feel this way, but a lot of authors say, "I always wanted to write a book. I always wanted to be an author. Deep down, I always wanted that. That was not me. <laughs> I did really? not." No, I loved books. Right. I loved reading and I loved creative writing. Looking back on it, it makes sense. But no, I was going to Broadway. Darn it. That's where I was headed. I got gotcha. I thought that's where my life, that's where my passion was. And I even did local Broadway for a while, but then I got married had to, and kids and had to have a a career career, yeah. which is how I wound up in legal.
1: Big kid uh, job. But
0: no, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I didn't actually start out in that. It, I, it fell into my lap almost literally. Um, it's a long story. So I won't go down that rabbit hole, but it, it did. It just, it just kind of happened one day. And okay. then I found that passion and roll
1: with it that's amazing i i think you know because like i said i grew up as the the son of an english teacher you know i can remember in seventh grade my english teacher in seventh grade she would give us bonus points if we would find typos or broken ah. you know grammar mistakes and sentence structure mistakes in the newspaper or whatever and we'd circle it and bring it in she'd give us bonus points i swear that's the I only way i passed it. seventh grade because i was the freaking grammar uh, the church bulletin i brought in the church bulletin and i know i probably got like demerits in heaven for that but uh it was you got the
0: points with mom and so you know
1: yeah but you know to me the book writing process itself Mm -hmm. seems like this incredibly arduous mountain of just Mm -hmm. that's insurmountable i can't i can't make that happen in my life but now i mean i feel like technologically it's a lot easier but you still Mm. it's a writing a book is that's a lot of words that's a lot of things to say Um, so how do you get, how do you get somebody started on the process?
0: That's a great question. And I, and I love hearing you say that because for two reasons, because it is, and it isn't Mm -hmm. it is when you don't, when you very first kind of make that decision, I'm going to write a book. It's like, okay, now what? Because there's all the things, right? Oh, I got to learn how to craft a story. I got to learn how, how do I start the story? Right. There's all that. Right. And then if you want to be a self-published author, huh, that's all a whole new can of worms. Right. Mm -hmm. So it is. But then the funny thing is, once you learn or work with someone like me or a coach or anybody who kind of knows what they're doing in the business and I would sit with you for even an hour, you would be amazed if we sat down how non- like, um, daunting. It really can be. Hmm. It's, it's, it's the idea of it. I think that is more daunting and more, yeah. uh, overwhelming than the actual practicality of sitting and doing it. I think, but to right. get, yeah. to get started, the best, I forgot to turn off one of my notifications here. The best <laughs> advice that I would say as far as how to get started when you first realize, you know, okay, yes, I'm going to do this. I want to write this book. Now, what the heck? I would say first and foremost is to learn what you can about how to write a book. Right. I'm not saying you have to spend a year. You don't need a degree. That's a big misconception. You do not need a degree in MFA or an MBA or anything like that in writing. I don't have one. I mean, I have two college degrees
1: before, you know, we had colleges. So,
0: right. (laughs) Exactly. I, you know, so I, I have two college degrees, but they have nothing to do with literature or books. So, um, you don't need a degree, but what I would recommend is not, and we're not talking months, even years, just, a few weeks devour read some listen read some podcasts listen to some really good podcasts read some good books you know maybe some really good mm-hmm. YouTubers or people that know what they're talking about and just learn some of those things that you need to know and get familiar that's the very very first step yeah. too often authors make what is I believe one of the two or three biggest mistakes is getting so eager and excited about it that we just dive in and start mm-hmm. writing and that's the kiss of death so we right. can't do that. Um, but that's the first step. Definitely learn what you can as much as you can. Even if you only spend two weeks on it, that's better than nothing.
1: Well, it's like anything else, you know, you, you stretch before you run a marathon, you practice before you do this, that, the other, you know, same kind of concept yep. for sure. Yep.
0: And then after you do that, um, once you've kind of spent, even like I said, just a couple weeks of just learning all you can, devouring all that you can bring in. I would say the very next step is to, I don't know how involved in the writing community you or your listeners are, but there's this ongoing debate in the writing community of plotter versus pantser. Have you heard of this? I have not. Okay. So a plotter is kind of what it sounds like. It's someone who plots out their story and does that before they start writing.
1: Right, storyboarding the movie, so to speak.
0: Right, outlining whatever you want. There's varying degrees, but that's the point. The A pantser, this is really the word, a pantser is someone who just, I got an idea, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to write. No planning, no developing, no whatever. So where I live, I live in this gray world, and that is me and politics and everything. I'm just gray. So there really is it's not one extreme or the other. In my opinion, you do Mm. a little bit of developing and planning and plotting and some things that you can do to really make sure that you don't stumble or come into a situation where you get to chapter three, four, and then it peters out and then you're left with no motivation. So that's the next step I would say is do some level of planning and developing before you just dive in
1: kind of a blend between spontaneity and strategy.
0: You can have both. Yeah, you can absolutely have both because you just because you have like what I teach in the book boss method is to do like two days, three days worth of some pre-planning and developing and then you get to be spontaneous. Mm -hmm. Then you get to take that one sentence outline. You still get to be spontaneous about that entire chapter. I mean, you're not plotting out every word. You're giving yourself a guideline so that you don't get lost or stumped or writer's block or whatever. You don't need that,
1: that throw mama from the train moment. The night was.
0: Oh. oh, I forgot about that. But yes, exactly
1: yes, that. Yes. In um, well, editing. Again, I talked about being a grammar stickler. Has anybody picked up on that? I don't know. But uh, no,
0: I never heard you say that.
1: I had a friend, a friend of a friend, publish a book and I got it and I read it and I had such a hard time getting through it because it had been edited, but not edited well. And it read like it was broken. And that's such a frustration yeah. because it was a good story you know, Mm.
0: that's also the case.
1: Yeah. And that is the service that you provide is making sure that when stickler Karen, Darren here reads the book, doesn't go, this is terribly put together and broken. And I hate your story. So, and
0: you know what, it's not just Darren. mm -hmm. It's especially with everything being online and so accessible for people to provide feedback, Mm -hmm. not just authors, but everything, right. We can provide feedback about our Grubhub order and everybody knows about it. Right. So
1: we yeah, see, have
0: you have to be really conscious of that. So that's, you know, people will like to debate with me and come at me with this whole I don't want to pay an editor. Okay, fine, don't.
1: Yeah. That's your option, but
0: I've, don't but come see me in a year and let's talk, you know? Mm-hmm. So um but yeah that's the that's the big thing is that there's so much more to editing that people a lot of authors and I listen I did this too because I'm like you naturally gifted with spelling and grammar and those kind of things plus I was taught it as well Right. Um I assumed as many people do that well hey I'm a good writer I can string together a sentence I don't really need an editor I can run it right. through word right but there's so much more than just grammar and uh, punctuation and things. There's on a content and line editing level, there's sentence structure, there's verbosity, there's, purpose, there's all the things. Oh, wow. But then, like you said, the book itself kind of read broken. There's bigger picture things, character development. And is the story flowing properly? Mm-hmm. Is the pacing too fast or too slow? And so it having an editor is way more than just, having a proofread basically is what most people think of
1: it as. So really, I guess as a suggestion to someone who is saying, okay, I I get what you're saying here. And I've, you know, I've got this balance of pacing that I'm writing at, meaning I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not just throwing it against the wall and hoping Mm -hmm. I write a story, you know, um, maybe this will take some of the pressure off of their self editing brain. Like for me, I think that's a big part of mine is I'm trying way too hard to write a final draft the first time. Mm. Um, Let me answer that. Yes.
0: You just, I'm, I'm getting my politician voice on now. <laughs> your job, Your job as the writer of that book, yeah. and this goes for anybody writing a book, your job, you're not the editor. You're not the cover designer. You're not the proofreader. Your job is to tell a story. So what you need to focus on doing is getting the story down on the page and nothing else. So get the story on the page. And when you eventually... People grumble about having to pay an editor. Okay, grumble all you want, but that's what you're going to pay them for. You're going to pay them to go and fix it and help you and guide you. And if you hire the right kind of editor... I mean, I'm one of them, <laughs> but there are, nudge, there nudge,
1: are plenty. Wink,
0: wink, eh? yeah, wink, wink. But there are, as long as you do your mm-hmm. due diligence and you make sure you're getting someone, like you said, that book may have been edited, but maybe wow. not high quality. You have to find someone that knows what the heck they're doing and they have the experience. And if you do then that weight that you've been carrying of that self-editing and I got to have it, it just just doesn't play right. Or what about maybe was her hair purple or was it blue or I don't know all that stuff. That's what you're going to pay your editor to do Mm -hmm. your job is to tell a story and nothing more.
1: And that's, and that's a big, you know, that's a big relief to me. That's a big relief to anybody starting that because you're right that, and that's where my brain goes. Like, even when I was a kid, I started writing a book when I was like, I don't know, 12, the first thing I did was drew the uh, the first page, what the inside cover artwork was going to look like. I wrote about three pages of that story and promptly quit <laughs> because, you know, I, I was a 12-year-old kid, also had shiny.
0: Right, there's that too. Covers, but,
1: but, yeah, so, I mean, I think that's a big relief to that. And as far as, you know, we've mentioned before we miss out on promoting you because I, I really want to talk to you about what you're doing now. Uh, mm-hmm. You've made this your full-time gig despite mm-hmm. COVID, and I, I'm mean, gonna. This is gonna sound probably stupid, but I would assume that business got better when everybody had to start quarantining and staying home. As far as for you, as far as people having time to, hey, I'm following her on TikTok. I found out about this this Book Boss Academy. What's this? How is that true? How did that work out for you?
0: Funny that you asked that. And I've always been, I mean, <laughs> pun intended, an in open book <clears throat> about. My life, my experience, I mean, people, people that have gone back and watched my TikTok going back two years know I'm very open about my life. Hmm. Uh, And as far as business goes, I'm the same way. And yeah, absolutely. We came out of the gate six figures like the very first year. So it was 2020 was an amazing year. However, half, second half of 2021, when the economy started to really go in the toilet, and early this year, too, we're not that great.
1: People are locking um, that part of their life out. That's I don't need that right now.
0: Yeah, or I, I don't know. That, that The economy, I don't think people could or felt they could afford services. And, and there's an assumption when it comes to author coaches or author publicists or marketers or big-ticket, big what they call it, mm-hmm. service providers, that it's so incredibly expensive. There's no way I could ever afford that, so I'm not even... Really not, but, Mm -hmm. uh, and I always offer payment options. But that being said, yes, it it really was very good for not just me and my business when COVID came and made everything virtual. It was Mm -hmm. good for authors. It was a really good time for authors to sit down and be like, okay, well, I'm stuck at home. Right. So I guess I better write that book now. So yeah, it was, it was. It went both ways. It helped them. And then it, 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 by virtue, ended up helping me because Mm -hmm. by the time they wrote the book, now they needed help and they needed guidance. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was. I don't know if I could have stepped out of my legal profession and into a full time coaching job. If I didn't do it that year, I don't know how successful it
1: would have been. Right.
0: I would be interested to.
1: I don't want to really know, actually. I think, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it really was. I can think of a couple other people that kind of came out of that same concept. Is you know, like mm-hmm. my morning show deal was like, I don't have anything else going on. I need to talk to humans, and you know, it's just the way exactly. it is. I mean, radio is one thing; we talk to people, but it's not a two-way conversation. And when you can engage mm-hmm. with somebody like this, like with the TikTok uh, lives or Facebook lives, you know, any of that live social media when those folks are everybody sitting at home. I mean, that's the conversations. I think a lot of honest conversations came out of that time.
0: Well, and it is a great way. And and honestly, to kind of follow up on what you were just asking about the business growing Mm -hmm. in 2020, another factor in that, which actually still ties back to COVID was that TikTok. I, I don't know if I would have done as well if I hadn't gone viral on TikTok that first six weeks or so that I was on there Um, And I think part of that is the fact, kind of what you were just saying, it's as a business service provider, if I'm just a face, a picture on a website and nothing more. Yeah. I believe you're going to be more less likely actually to want to hire me, engage my services, pay me whatever amount of money to help you because you don't, I'm I'm a picture of a person on a website. Whereas if you can tune in on TikTok and see me flubbing and acting stupid and doing silly dances well obviously i don't take myself that seriously but so right. you know but here's me here's that my personal factor person. is there
1: i think it's kind of the evolution of the resume you can almost think you know before we had any social media before yeah. myspace it was just a resume you might find a picture of them if they attached it then myspace yeah. hits and it's oh i can go look at this person and Find out, you know, they're doing keg stands last week.
0: What was your song on MySpace in the background?
1: Oh, gosh. I don't remember. It was probably something angry and scars. (laughs) Probably. Back. It's but man, I don't know. I was actually when in those days I was working a tour job and I was traveling all over the place.
0: Oh, uh, you so didn't was, have the time. It was
1: probably some obscure band that I was working with that I thought was cool and nobody knew about. So, you know, I had to be that.
0: Whenever guy. MySpace comes up, I love to ask that because I just find it a, it's so funny because you forget that we even had songs on the background
1: mm-hmm. of our. And your top eight. You got to have your top eight. That's where you know who your best friends are. If Mine
0: know, was Tom eight. Petty's America Girl for like a year. Oh,
1: that's a good one. That's a great song yeah but then you know and so then now once you started having enough bandwidth uh globally for people to be able to do you know live streaming mm-hmm. then that's the next level and so now and it's the same thing for me like you know when i'm when i'm doing my facebook live when you're doing your tiktok lives that's it you come i'm a very open honest guy like mm-hmm. christmas show on friday i mean we're all talking stories of family and this and that and Mm-hmm. it's a here's what you get it's
0: relatable so it. yeah it's relatable mm-hmm. it's real it's not made up it's not glitz and glamour it's just well, it's like a, you know think about no the celebrities yeah. huh
1: it's no longer just a billboard you know you
0: see the story
1: and some other highlights and there you go you know
0: think about it'll be interesting to see what happens to the kardashian type people in the next 10 years because mm-hmm. they got, the way I see it is the celebrity. So what are they called? Celebutants or whatever. Yeah. And these people that were so untouchable and that, that those were our idols, 10, 20, right. not, not for me personally, but for a lot of people, the celebrities and the Tom Cruise and all these crazy people that be, they just right. see, so glamorous and but now we're getting to see where you can actually talk to your person that you're really admiring like yeah you
1: can go hang out and have a chat with julia roberts if she feels so inclined.
0: right exactly it's not as easy but it's doable Mm -hmm. right and it makes those people those uh brands whatever you want to call it makes them so much i'm more likely i'll tell you that much if i'm gonna if you put two brands in front of me Mm -hmm. one of them is some faceless nameless made up person Um, On, maybe but if I'm sitting there and I'm chatting and they seem real and I get to talk to them even if I don't talk to them but they chit chat and they're down to earth I'm buying from them or I'm hanging with them at the very least
1: and I think that's the hallmark of a good storyteller too is that they're genuine and uh, that the story if it obviously fiction is fiction but if the story that they're writing and telling if the book they're working on is is genuine I think it's a great read Mm -hmm. and then they need to hire an editor so I can read it and small. That's
0: true. Uh, I will tell you, well, along those lines, My, I had a quote go viral, and I have to stand proud of it because it's so true. Every author, in my opinion, leaves a piece of themselves in everything that they write. And I say that because I mean not just fiction or autobiography, like memoirs, it, a fantasy novel. Because mm-hmm. think about this. I defy you to find an author who would say that at least one book that they've written, a town wasn't made after their hometown or uh, the one character is made after their grandpa. Oh, yeah. It's it's you leave a little piece of yourself in every single thing you write. And sometimes it's even a something that you your character gets to shout at the top of their lungs that you would never dare say in person, mm-hmm. but your character does. So that along those lines, to, coming back to the storyteller thing, that does make, you know, when you can say your piece, basically, yeah. you get to get your word out there. That's the beauty of storytelling.
1: That is. That's awesome. Our guest today, Christina Kay, the Book Boss Academy. They can find you on the web. Uh, The web address is bookbossacademy.com. All the links to your social are there on the website as as well, correct?
0: They are. I do. If I could say, I just changed them starting January 1st. Well, they're already changed, but Book Boss Official is are all mine because it's a tiktok weirdo thing but yeah yeah well book and, boss and official. yeah
1: having something similar across the board is, is nice and clean exactly
0: book, so, book boss, boss official, official. official on
1: facebook all right awesome well thanks again so much for connecting with me today uh we're gonna wrap the show and then we'll hang up and then uh I, i'm gonna go i know i'm following you on my accounts but i gotta follow you on the station accounts and and keep in touch we'll catch up again sometime soon maybe i'll bring you over on my other facebook live and we can chat with the the socially distant fest people sometime too i would be more than happy to do it awesome christina k it's another humans in tune on 93.9 mike fm you can find them on our facebook page they live on forever and you can also find them on our podcast via the audio anywhere you listen to podcasts and at 939 mike we'll have another humans in tune soon stay safe stay warm have a great week be a nice human we'll do it again next time for catching this humans in tune conversation with 939 Mike FM. Find previous interviews on our Facebook page or you can listen via our podcast at 939 Mike